Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What do you do when your partner says you just don't text back fast enough? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, husband called me a pathetic baby while I'm sick with COVID. I have COVID for the first time, 31-year-old female, and was feeling absolutely terrible. Fever, headache, body aches, etc. My husband, 31-year-old male, is usually very sweet and supportive. We've been together almost three years. From the moment I told him I had COVID, he sounded stressed and annoyed. He did go out of his way to make me soup and pick up Gatorade and snacks at the store, so that was nice. I asked him if he thinks we should have our daughter go to school tomorrow and he said yes, that he would drop her off, but I will have to pick her up because he's working. I suggested keeping her at home for a day because I felt so bad that I don't think I could drive a car feeling like that. He proceeded to call me pathetic and a big baby and said every other mom is able to take their kids to school when they're sick. I was simply trying to plan for the next day just in case I was to feel as sick as I did the previous day. I was very upset that he said this, and already not feeling good made it worse. What should I do? How can I get him to understand how hurtful he is when he says these things? He's been known to say mean things out of anger or stress. I mean, although it's gotten a lot less severe with most cases, thankfully the strains going around are usually the less severe ones, but you can't just treat COVID like it's the common cold. Depending on the person, it may be smacking them. God forbid somebody's just feeling awful, maybe slightly delirious, maybe they haven't just done a good enough job staying hydrated while they've had COVID. You want to downplay that and then say, come on, go drive a multi-ton vehicle. I mean, in general, that kind of behavior is really not something you should ever put up with. I don't think anybody should ever talk to their partner like that. It's not much of a partnership if you treat somebody like that. And lastly, shoot, if OP has COVID, probably for the best that she doesn't even go tomorrow anyways just because of possible infectivity. I think there's a lot of people who would say, if my husband ever spoke to me like that, it would darn well near be the last time. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my wife is getting very close to a coworker with whom she says herself is acting weird. In December, my 35-year-old male, wife, 32-year-old female, began getting close with a group of coworkers. She would come home and tell me about them, which I was happy to hear that she was making new friends and enjoying her work. She would tell me about each of them, but would always say small statements about one particular colleague. I didn't think too much of this and moved on, but over time I noticed she was messaging this person all day long, and more so when she was working. They don't always work at the same time, but she would message him the most when I wasn't around. At New Year's, I was holding onto her phone and saw a personalized Happy New Year message from him at 12 on the dot. This made me uncomfortable as I didn't feel this was normal for co-workers that had known each other for such a short time. I told her the fact that this was the only person she talked to more than anyone else and the New Year's message made me feel uncomfortable, but that I just wanted her to know how I felt. I mentioned I trust her and she should handle it the way she thinks is best. She gave a very mature response and said that if she was uncomfortable with me talking with someone, she would expect me to ease back appropriately and hence she would do the same. I was happy to hear that she acknowledged my feelings and was doing what was right for us. Over the next few days, they continued to talk, but less so than usual to keep it professional, which I was fine with. 
She eventually brought this up with me herself and mentioned that he was being weird and wouldn't meet her if I was present, saying he thinks I would get jealous of him, hence she said she was only maintaining a professional conversation with him. A few days after that, she came home in a very somber mood, to which I asked how her day was going. She responded by saying work was tough and she had a few challenges. Shortly thereafter, she mentioned she was cashing up for coffee with this person on her day off. I was very upset to hear this as it sounded like she wasn't actually reducing her contact with him, but encouraging it and pursuing it. We had a massive fight over this, to which she claimed I don't trust her. I do trust her, but if something makes me uncomfortable, I feel I have the right to express this to her and expect her to acknowledge those feelings. I feel a little betrayed here that she was telling me one thing but is now doing the opposite. I can't help but have a feeling she has other reasons for pursuing this. We've been locked in an endless fight for the past two days, where she claims I don't trust her and that I'm hurt that her attitude has changed on the matter in the span of a few days. Am I in the wrong here? Where should I go with this? I want to be very clear and say at no point have I told her who she can and can't be friends with and whether or not she should stop talking or reduce contact. All I told her was that it made me feel uncomfortable. I think it's very logical what OP said, I think it's very reasonable the feelings they're having, and for someone to go, okay, you know what, you're right, I'm gonna pull back from this person, I'm gonna keep it professional, and then a couple days later say, oh yeah, I'm going on a coffee date with them. It definitely seems like a say one thing, do the other type situation, doesn't it? Even if there's not anything more serious going on here than what completely is surface level exposed? They do kind of seem to be endorsing this behavior of this person who's so attached to a person who's already in a committed relationship. What I'm trying to say is it seems pretty clear she understands how much he's actually into her, even if there isn't more going on. And she seems to be playing into and along with it as well. Our next story is, my girlfriend called me violent and I feel hurt about it. My girlfriend, 28-year-old female, and I, 28-year-old male, had an argument yesterday and I need some insight. We're in the middle of moving apartments and it's all a mess. Dishes on the sink, clothes on the floor, boxes everywhere, etc. She went clubbing with her friends last Saturday and came back pretty drunk. I stayed to keep tidying up the apartment. I'll admit I was in a bad mood when she got back, but not because she went out. I was just sleepy and tired for a long week at work, but can't fall asleep until I know she's okay. So I waited for her to come back. She asked me to prepare her something to eat as she felt dizzy. I did and went to sleep. Next day, hangover turned out to be worse than she thought, to the point we started thinking someone may have spiked their drinks. All her friends felt the same way. We had date plans on Sunday, which we had to cancel because of her hangover. I got mad about it, but I understand. Especially when it seems like someone spiked her drink, so I didn't say anything. Sunday night, I bought her a donut and electrolytes. We watched a movie and went to sleep. On Monday, I went to work, she slept in, she's a PhD candidate, so no regular work hours, and I went back home from work early so I could cook her something as she still felt sick. When I got to the apartment, everything was just as I left it. I got mad about it because it seemed like I was doing everything, and I was tired from moving, working, cooking, cleaning, etc. She asked me to buy her some more electrolytes, but the bottle I got her was still there, so I asked what was wrong about it. She told me she didn't like the flavor and I said, well, if you don't like the flavor, just chug it or go to the store and buy a new one yourself. The store is like 150 feet away from the apartment, so it didn't seem like I was being rude or anything. I felt she was being inconsiderate of my time and efforts. Heck broke loose. She started crying that I was being rude and didn't believe her. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Feeling so sick? I did believe her, but I don't believe it's a life-threatening condition either. We needed to get groceries, so I went out and got them. When I got back, I saw she left the food I prepared for her and door-dashed something else, brought the groceries in, she just ate her food, took me like 10 trips to and from the car, I cleaned everything and put it in its place, she went back to the room, I just wanted to sleep at this point. I was exhausted. She started crying about how awful I treated her. And I started crying too because it just seemed so unfair. She told me I was being violent towards her and she's afraid it'll get worse over time. That broke me in half. Am I being violent? I feel like there's just some gross miscommunication and expectations going on here. Unless either side actually wants to properly communicate and try to work on things, I don't really see how this is going to be salvaged. I mean, I don't see any violent behaviors going on here, but like expectations about chores and stuff clearly need to be discussed and expressed. I don't know what the bill situation is like. It just seems messy for no particularly great reason. Our next story is, I, 38-year-old female, caught my husband, 43-year-old male, messaging a woman on a games chat app last night. He said he didn't need to tell me and it's not a reason to end our marriage. The conversation was based on a mutual interest in music and they were suggesting songs. By the time he was writing messages over Christmas and New Year, he was signing off with kisses and hugs. When I caught him, he was writing things like, running up to surprise you from behind with a hug, This was all from his side of the conversation and initiated by him. I am hurt and angry which might have stopped me from seeing things clearly. 
Apologies if anything I write is confusing, my mind is not thinking clearly. If this were someone I was giving advice to, I'd tell them not to put themselves through the torment, always wondering if their spouse is on the lookout to connect inappropriately with another person. My husband thinks this is a small, silly mistake and I shouldn't be talking about divorce. His solution is to never talk to another female online, but only because of how I'm reacting. Not because he can't control his sexual desires and is flirting with women online. We've been married for 8 years and together for 10 years. To put things into context, we've had similar problems in our relationship before we were married. A week after he proposed to me, I caught him having cyber sex with two women online. He was also messaging an ex talking about how he's still gutted they never hooked up in a hotel, talking about stuff between them before I'd met him, but saying he was still gutted about it when we were engaged made me feel like he was bringing old emotional connections to the present. He was also checking another ex's Facebook profile repeatedly every single day, multiple times. When I caught him, he said he didn't think it was cheating, but he would put an end to it all because I felt it was cheating and because I was hurt. He also uses cam girl sites which, again, I feel is too close to an online emotional affair since he can chat and interact to these women. It's not a pre-recorded video which takes away that element of sexual human connection. He told me he never talks on the cam sites and would never talk to them, so it's unreasonable of me to tell him not to. But now he's talking to a woman and flirting with her? He thinks he's only been inappropriate one time and I should not be this upset. He thinks everything that happened when we were engaged is irrelevant to what is happening now. Is this marriage-ending behavior? Am I too sensitive and controlling over his interactions with women? How should I react healthily to this situation? So personally to me, it seems like he has these desires for other people, and really he's trying whatever means he can to get that fix while still trying to justify to himself that it isn't cheating, he hasn't gone too far. To me, it feels like maybe even addictive tendencies. I mean, it's something that maybe could even be worked on. But the bottom line is, these are still all choices he made, and he continues to try to deny them or reframe them in a way that OP somehow forgives and forgets. Albeit not physical, it sounds like an emotional affair to me. The question is, can you ever trust your husband again? Our next story is, is it wrong of me, 22-year-old male, to want my wife, 23-year-old female, to prioritize our relationship above other things? My wife and I recently got married after dating for around 6 years. She recently got a job that she's very passionate about and I'm very happy for her. She worked very hard and loves what she does. I, on the other hand, despise my job, so I often want to just unwind with her when I get home. The problem is, she works nights, so I only see her at all around 3 days of the week. This has been incredibly difficult for me, as we saw each other practically every single day of the last 6 years, and now that's changed dramatically. She's recently started to hang out almost weekly with her friends from work in the evenings, which again, I'm happy that she's making friends and I'd love for her to hang out with them, just preferably not in the evenings on the days we can actually see each other. This leaves like two to three nights a week, typically, where we actually have time to do things together. I make a very conscious effort to stay off my phone and spend this time with her, since it is fairly limited. My wife does not seem to care, and spends most of her time unwinding on her phone. I've brought it up to her a few times that I'd like to spend quality time together during these evenings, and she gets defensive, saying that we're spending time together. I personally don't consider sitting on the opposite side of the couch as she sits scrolling through TikTok quality time. 
I also feel that this has taken a major toll on our intimacy, as she is already not the most interested, while I have physical touch as my love language, and now with even less opportunities for it to happen, it really has become a bit problematic. She has the option to move to days where we would be able to see each other every day, but it's told me she doesn't want to because she enjoys the people she works with at night much more. While I can understand that it feels she is picking her work over our relationship, even if she stayed on nights and just really worked to spend good time together the nights that we do have, I think I'd be content, but this hasn't been the case. Am I being ridiculous? I don't think OP's being ridiculous, but I feel like both parties kind of have a different expectation of how available they need to be to each other. Has OP managed to have a proper one-on-one chat with their partner saying, listen, I want to have a real connection, no phone, no distraction time together during these amount of days. I mean, the only way it's ever going to get better is really trying to establish how you feel and what you're lacking. This next story is, I want to break up with my girlfriend who's pregnant with our child. I'm 24, my girlfriend is 22, we've been dating for 8 months. Long story short, I was seriously considering breaking up with her before she fell pregnant 4 months ago. I didn't feel we were compatible. I found her too clingy and kept having constant arguments about meaningless things. While I was considering breaking up with her, I got the shock of my life when she told me she was pregnant. She was actually on the rod, but clearly it didn't work. Obviously, I was absolutely stunned when she first told me that it was the last thing I ever expected, and it took me a couple of months for it to sink in properly. During this time, I didn't even think about our relationship, me about to become a father. I completely took others, and I couldn't think about anything else. I am so nervous, yet excited as well. However, once that had sunk on properly and she wanted us to continue going on normal dates, within reason, I realized these feelings remained that I just didn't enjoy spending time with her anymore, as much as I should be in a relationship. I've come to the realization over the past week that I don't want to be with her. I absolutely can't wait to become a father and some part of me will always love her for being the mother of my soon-to-be child. And of course, I'm going to be the best and most supporting father I can be, but I don't want to be in a relationship with her. I feel such immense pressure. She told me that this would make our relationship so much stronger and we'd be the perfect couple for our child. All her family and friends and mine were super excited by the news. And despite knowing I was considering breaking up with her before she was becoming pregnant, my family and friends have seemed to have forgotten all that and keep telling me how I have to be the supporting boyfriend and that all our issues will now be washed away and we'll have a strong relationship. I feel such unbelievable pressure from everyone else. And I just know that if I end the relationship, everyone will go absolutely crazy at me. I'm really struggling to cope. Does anyone have any advice on what they think I should do? I think it's like a bandage. The sooner you rip it off, the easier in the long term it's going to be for you. The longer you leave it on and freak out about that feeling of finally ripping it off, the more you're just going to prolong your suffering. Shoot, you leave it on too long, maybe you'll just end up giving up and saying, shoot, this bandage will just stay on forever, forget it. My question would be, do you want that? You don't have to be the success everybody else expects you to be, as long as you do your best to be the best father you can to that kid. Our next story is, my 33-year-old male, wife, 44-year-old female, doesn't seem to like me when she's drunk. My wife is an alcoholic. She has a crazy amount of unresolved trauma and is so incredibly triggered when she's drunk. Unfortunately, she's drunk all the time. I spend most of the nights deciding if I want to challenge some insane, insulting comment, 
or make light and let it go. Recently, she's using personal attacks in her outbursts, which feels kind of harsh, but I can chop it up to overreaction. Every once in a while, I'll just start drinking too to kind of take the edge off when I can see it's going to be a bad one. I know she's trying to cut back and I want to support that, but I'm inherently a decent drinker by nature too. I don't drink much anymore, maybe three to five times a month, but I'm in pain management so it's more of a requirement. My hang up is I have a TBI and I'm not supposed to drink or so I've understood. My drinking leads to some crazy anxiety that just doesn't feel worth it anymore. She just seemingly picks me as the bad guy halfway through a rant about anything that I'm not even the subject of, like some childhood trauma that I'm fully listening, validating, and present for, and then 20 minutes later it's some personal attack on how I don't freaking care. I don't get the switch. I know she loves me. I know she adores me. But dang, does she take a run at me when she's drunk. Insight? I mean, try to get her some help? I don't know what really more you can do. OP knows she has an issue. She has to be able to admit that issue and want to get better for herself as well. And how is she like when she's not drunk? Does she apologize for all of these outbursts? Is there any semblance of shame about how they act when they're drunk, when they're sober? You have the ability to choose whether or not you want to put up with that, but I don't really think OP can really help her until she wants to help herself. You can try nudging her in that direction, but she's going to have to want it, right? Our next story is my 31-year-old male, wife, 31-year-old female, wants to get a third dog as a sign of renewal. So recently in my home state of Missouri, there was an announcement that a breeder had their dogs confiscated, and about 97 Labradors would need new homes. I've grown up with labs and saw it as a good opportunity to look at a third dog and do something good in the process. When we went to the shelters, the dogs were mostly gone already, and the only one available was a little puppy who I was drawn to but not sold on. However, there was an Australian cattle dog that my wife immediately fell in love with and we've been arguing for a while about whether or not to take her home. For context, we have two small dogs, age 4 and 6, who are more than enough for us, and I also take care of them, for the most part. I walk them, I get their food, I take them to the vets, I take them to the groomers, I take care of their medicine. The only thing I don't really do as well is keep the toy stash full or play with them while I cook dinner. Also, I'm close to $1,000 in the hole from expenses last year on the dogs that she has not helped me with including emergency vet visits, checkups, and grooming. The impetus we were getting a third dog were these labs, as I grew up with them. But since that's not an option, I'm no longer wanting a third one. I also recently hurt my knee and have been going to physical therapy, and I'm not in the best shape to add in this new companion. Her and I have not been doing well lately, and she wants this dog as a sign of our renewal to each other and a commitment to each other. I told her that we don't need a dog to make that happen. With the passing of my family dog recently on my birthday, I don't want to invite the emotional stakes just yet. She, however, is insisting that we do this. She only sees positive and adding another dog as nothing but a good thing. We recently had friends over and both our current dogs pooped in the house while we were gone and got into their clothes and just ate one of their underwear, a very common occurrence to which we've had many, many emergency visits for. That was the sign for me that we were good on two dogs, both of whom were on their own medication and special food already. I don't want to invite another variable, especially when we're not doing well as a couple. I think it would only make things worse. What do I do here? Do I stand my ground? I'm tired of giving in to her. She actually brought home our second dog without consulting me, and it took me a while to adjust to it. I love him now, but it definitely took a few months. 
I mean, I think it's always a great thing to adopt a dog in need from a shelter, but I think you have to be very truthful when you're feeling wary of a situation like that. I love dogs. I've gone most of my life always having a dog in the household. A few years back when my childhood dog passed away, I suddenly didn't have any other dog in the house, and it seemed second nature to just go and get another dog, but the more I thought about it, the more it's like, you have all your adult responsibilities going on, and then you add on a dog who is going to need attention every day, is going to need walks at least once a day, preferably twice is likely going to need some kind of grooming, is going to need medication, is going to need dog food, and treats, obviously. If you're wary on that or you feel like it just won't work, I think you have to be truthful to yourself, especially when it comes to something like an Australian cattle dog, which is a very high-energy dog. If you don't have the time to take that dog on at least two proper walks a day, you're probably going to be doing a disservice to that dog. Our next story is, my 25-year-old male girlfriend, 23-year-old female, has been giving me tough love, and it ended up being deeply hurtful. I'm unsure if I still want to be with her. Context, this has been my first relationship, but isn't hers. Lost my virginity to her, and it started really fast with us saying we love each other on the first night we met, and essentially started living together the second day we were together. It was exhilarating. I'd never felt such strong feelings before, and neither had she. It was intense, very high highs and very low lows. I was a student then while she was trying to go back to school after her dad stopped paying for it. He's unstable and mean, and we moved into a house in a small town where I graduated remotely. This is a town with no real upward mobility though, and I wanted to try to start a long-term career. I applied to many remote-slash-hybrid jobs in bigger cities near me, but to no avail. A year ago, I started door dashing to make money with the goal of buying certification tests, but it was all very discouraging and I was feeling stuck and unmotivated and was living in autopilot slash distracting myself a lot. My girlfriend started feeling worried for me and felt as though the only thing I was responding to was tough love. She told me I needed to be a man, which did wake me up, but was also pretty damaging, which I didn't really understand at the time. Also, I told her before that I'd been insecure about my masculinity before, so she knew that was a sensitive thing to use. Fast forward to now, a year later, I still hadn't made much progress since then, and the tough love escalated as she felt like it was her last resort since things weren't changing. She said stuff like, I feel like I don't respect you as a man. I feel like you've been coddled your whole life. And she told me she'd put herself into a situation where she felt tempted to cheat on me. I felt like I needed to get out of there after those things were said, so I packed up a lot of my stuff and left to my parents' house. With the space, I see how low my self-esteem and self-image had gotten. I felt like a horrible partner for being so unmotivated, and I'm not blaming all of my motivation issues on her, but what she said didn't help, and I feel mad at her for saying those things. I called her and told her how I felt, and she felt horrible for hurting me. She says those things could be fixed. She'd be more gentle with me and she didn't realize her words weren't helping. She said she didn't want to say those things but that she felt she had no other option left. I feel so torn because I still have a lot of love for her. There were countless amounts of great moments and she feels like my best friend. But I also feel like there's just so much damage that's been done. I also don't want to move back to that small town. My parents' city has so much more career opportunities and is less depressing for me. I don't think we can do distance with the way things are now. I feel unsure about whether to stay with her or not. 
Personally, I feel like, clearly, things moved way too fast here. I think her disrespecting you is too much, and I don't know if I really buy the whole, I'm sorry, I can take it back. I feel like this is just going to be like a short-term reset until it gets to the same exact point. It's just like as if you would add an extra loop to the slide swirling all the way to the bottom. To me, it seems like you're still going to reach the bottom, you just might take a little bit longer. Our next story is, girlfriend, 27-year-old female, says I, 27-year-old male, don't text fast enough and that I need to improve more. I've been with my girlfriend for a bit over a year and things are great for the most part. We connect on many levels and I love her a lot. There's just one recurring issue that comes, which is putting a big strain on the relationship and that is texting and calling. I'm not much of a texter or caller. I prefer spending time in person instead. My phone usually lasts two days without charging because that's how little I use my phone. When I'm at home, I check my phone like every one to two hours and if I'm outside, I rarely pull out my phone unless for Google Maps or I'm commuting. In my past relationships, this hasn't been an issue. We would rarely call, but we'd send typical good morning and good night texts and occasional texts throughout the day. Basically, text whenever you can. There's no expectations. With my current girlfriend, she didn't like that. So I've slowly improved where I call her two times a day and we talk for like an hour and my text response times are pretty good where I take at most like two hours. If I'm out with friends, it's usually at a one hour to an hour and a half response time, but the max it goes to is like two hours. She says this isn't good enough and gets sad that my response time isn't faster, especially when I'm out and about. I don't check my phone much when I'm out because I find it disrespectful to pull out your phone when you're hanging out with others. And I'm not a huge fan of when others do that to me. She sees this as a sign that I would rather focus my energy at the people I'm with rather than her, which is a problem to her. She also said that her love language is the frequency of texts and that if I know it makes her feel happy and loved, and it's such an easy thing to do, I should send more texts. For me, it feels like I've already improved from how I was before, and she's still unhappy and wanting more, which makes me feel pretty stressed whenever I'm out that I haven't checked my phone, etc. She sees this as an easy thing, but for me, for whatever reason, texting a lot at this level is mentally taxing. It's not just like, hey, what's up? We usually have like five different convos going at once. So texting takes like at least a few minutes to respond to everything and come up with new convos. When I'm at home, I now keep my phone in front of me and make sure to look at it every 10 to 20 minutes to see if I've gotten a message. And she's decently happy of my at-home texting rate, but still would prefer it to be better, I think. I'm not sure where to go from here. Recently, I went to a family friend's event and I responded to her texts in an hour and 50 minutes and she was very upset. I explained that I was with people I haven't seen in such a long time and was eating and catching up, but it didn't matter. I just don't know what to do. Any advice is helpful. Thanks. There was a time where I was in a situation pretty similar to this. I like to pride myself on being pretty darn quick to respond to anybody that I'm actively involved with. But although it's like something that they say is their love language, unless it's something you actively do and enjoy, it's going to be taxing to you. All of a sudden, your every waking moment and anything you're doing is hijacked with thoughts of, I need to be on my phone texting her. I just completely understand why it's way too much. I don't know if there's much salvaging this, but you've got to be able to get through to her and say, you can't spend your every waking moment when you're out there doing things, worrying about sending text messages. It's just unfair, and she's going to have a hard time finding anybody out there that is going to be on board with that kind of life. 
Our next story is my 44-year-old male, wife, 45-year-old female and I are starting the separation process. How to keep it perfect for our four kids, 8 to 19? Little backstory, I have a high-paying job while she stayed home raising the kids, with which she has a strong bond, mostly with the youngest one. We have a beautiful house and great kids and we're pretty proud of what we built. She started a job a few years ago and is now in a phase of reconnecting with herself. TLDR, she told me that she would like to be alone, i.e. me not there. The past 15 years, I put a lot of effort trying to fix our relationship, but she never wanted to put the effort. It was never a priority. She thinks love should not be an effort, that it should come naturally. I disagree with this to a certain extent, but that's how it is. In a way, this is a very expected ending. Now, we're trying to see how to arrange things and have a dynamic that would still be constructive for each of us and the kids. We can sell the house, split things, and go our own ways. She doesn't want the kids to go through this, at least for the next 10 years. Finding new homes currently is just hard, so I agree that this may be extreme. It's also a potentially long and stressful process with no rollback possible. I can rent an apartment very close to the house and I go live in it. I would still pay most of the house others will live in. This is the easiest short-term action. It gives a break and rollback is still a possibility. Kids can go between the two places. Rent an apartment but 30 minutes from the house, but very close to the schools of the three older kids, also close to their friends. With this, I'm thinking more of a one week slash one week for one or two of the kids with periods I can go back at the house to spend time with them. Wife thinks it would be too hard for the younger one. She better likes the idea of the apartment being close. Status quo. Live like roommates for the next 10 years, which we essentially were for the last years. But this is depressing. Would mean having a decent place for myself in the house. People who went through these things, what would you do again and what would you not do again? I mean, you can do the whole stay together for the kids thing. But if you're wanting to try to live at least some segment of your own life and to do that you need an apartment... I think there's some small degree that you need to prioritize yourself and do what works for the kids, but also for you. I don't really see how any of those situations are really going to stay up amicably for 10 years, but whatever OP decides on, the best of luck to them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.